hey guys, heads up, there's some technical difficulties issue, especially with Doc's computer. You'll hear a noticeable change. He's using his phone to do that, and then we'll move on with the show. Bang! And welcome to Strange Tales from <laughs> Outer Space. <laughs> I, I, I am. I'm very rarely speechless. Uh... <laughs> that was ridiculous. I just want to tell everybody what just happened. We were having a conversation about our levels, like our, our audio levels. And he was like, oh, and uh, how do how do I sound? And Jake and I were like, oh, yeah, you sound good. You sound about the same as everyone else. Okay, great. I'm going to start recording now. Click. And then he just screams into the microphone as loud as possible. I actually pulled back a good, like, two feet from a microphone. So I apologize. Yeah, that was a good choice. I apologize, <laughs> actually, in retrospect, to anyone whose ears are just blew out, but I had to battle cry at least once. Uh, today <laughs> is, dude, today is the 11th, and we found out horrible news not pertaining to Wildstar. You know, Robin Williams died, so. Yeah. A lot of us knew him from, at least my generation. I mean, we're all, what, mid mid late 20s? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hook and uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, yep. um, Good Morning Vietnam, uh, Aladdin, obviously, Jumanji, Patch Adams, blah, blah, blah. So, I figured I'd... I'd Get a war cry out just for fun. <laughs> good well, tribute. Yes, very good. Yeah. But uh, how was your guys' week? You want to take it, Crude? Sure. Uh, not terribly exciting today. Uh, I actually haven't played my main in a couple of days. I think I went on him yesterday, and it said that I hadn't been on him for three days. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, that's sad. Uh, and and that's all well and good because I have decided to make Mesmo my main now, my Esper. I'm uh, I'm not really gonna play my medic very much anymore, except for like when we want to do g- group content and we need a healer, I'll totally hop onto him. But I think I'm really really enjoying Esper DPS and I'm really really enjoying Esper healing, and that like versatility I can I can play both of those roles, uh, kind of makes me want to take Mesmo and and like play him more. And the medic kind of like, I mean, DPS problems aside, the DPS just doesn't feel as good as as Esper. Like without taking numbers into account, don't really care about those. It's all about how fun it is. True, you've been so, on Mesmo the Murder Machine all all week or so. Yeah, yeah. And it's an Mesmo's app name, man. Really you're, fun. You're destroying in battlegrounds. Yeah, and actually, we just did a battleground, which it was. I think the class makeup was like five Espers. So I mean, not five Espers, five spell slingers, which is half the team. And then two espers, and then like an engineer and a warrior, and and it was just ridiculous. Like I, because I use sword attack. What's it called? I haven't played Mesmon and know all the esper abilities off the top of my head. Uh, but the melee builder attack. Uh, so I was, I'd run into a fight and I'd like swing once, but then everything would already be dead because these spell slingers were just like raining hellfire from like range, <laughs> and I was just like, man, I want to get a kill, guys. What the heck? <laughs> so yeah that's leading to an interesting problem and i'm actually curious if anyone in the community uh has any input on it uh, and i was actually gonna send carbine a, a message a support ticket uh, i want to swap their names i want to make mesmo krug because i still like the name krug so i want my ma- name main to be called krug but two problems first of all don't want to spend 40 dollars to do that so maybe oh, if jesus can... really yeah because a name swap is 20 dollars. so if i want to swap Krug to a different name and then swap Mesmo to Krug, that would be $40. And if I wanted Krug to be called Mesmo, that would be $60, which is ridiculous. And so I don't want to do that. And then at the same time, I don't know how long it takes for a swapped name to become available again. And I don't think there's a way to reserve it for my account. Or I don't know, maybe it's already by default reserved for your account. I'm not sure. So I kind of want more information on that. So if anybody has information, feel free to send it my way and I will put it in the next podcast. 
And if nobody sends any information my way, I'll try to figure it out myself and put it in the next podcast still. I feel like we need Jeff Goldblum here and a giant machine to switch those names together. The way you explain that, I just felt like <laughs> when we're all done, we one malformed Esper medic. Kill me! Kill me! Uh, that's that's exactly what I'm trying to avoid. I, <laughs> I just want them to calmly switch names. <laughs> Indigo, what about you? Well, I, I'm doing something really weird and kind of – it's kind of weird. So I'm the guild leader uh, for Crit Happens, as you guys know. So there's a bunch of different players, and they're all in different levels. With dungeoning, you can play from level 20 to level 50 with everyone, but you get different or additional dungeons unlocked on different levels. Well, a lot of people want to PvP and want to quest and want to do that, but there's not – enough people at their level so i've been kind of trying to move characters strategically in different level regions so i've got a i've got a couple characters i've got a character i've got a spell slinger that i'm trying to work up to 30 so i can work on the 30 to 49 branch with people i've got a medic that is in the 15 to 29 area and i you know one one through 10 is really really easy so since we've been talking to a lot of people and a bunch of our friends are, are starting to join in and trying to work around and figure out ways to play Wildstar with us, I, I want to be able to have characters that will play with them so that, you know, I may be playing my Spellslinger and someone logs on and says, oh, hey, I want to PvP with you guys. Well, you know, you can't because I'm level 50 or whatever. And so I've been kind of working to have classes and, and characters at strategic level. At the same time, uh, sadly, last week we streamed, and <laughs> I was the first. <sighs> I was the first to die in our hardcore yeah, you mode. Were. How did yeah, that you were. happen? Because yeah, one, one you should go talking, into great detail about how that happened. And then you died. I don't know what happened. What happened there? So we had gotten to a town. We were in a safe zone, and it was with the lop. And there were these little frog things that you touch. I don't know if you touch, you lick them, I don't know. But you right click. You, you right click on them, but the character in game, because this is an RP server, you do something with them. Fine. And basically, <laughs> you start hallucinating, and the whole area turns blue like when you die. And all of these like random characters appear, and you get super jump. And the goal is, is to jump up this tree higher and higher and higher to collect more frogs for the challenge. And so I was doing that, and I got stuck on a branch, and I jumped, and I hit another branch, and I got rid of my double jump. So I was falling to my death, and I fell, and <laughs> I was high enough <laughs> that I died, and I didn't have <laughs> – It's so good. I, we have yeah. the stream, I think, on somewhere on Twitch. It's only there for two weeks. I think we're going to try and get it onto YouTube if possible as well. It yeah. was really random. Uh, we had some issues with streaming this weekend. My computer has been on the fritz, and mm -hmm. uh, and Cruz's computer had some issues. So Friday we did a an impromptu stream, and Saturday was a random stream with the two guys while I got my computer fixed. But man, all I heard was no shit. <laughs> Fuck. We're like what happened? What happened? Did you get gained? Like wait, we're on a PVE server. No, I fell to my death. So can I just? I want to make one thing abundantly clear, uh, Mr. Indigo. What type of damage killed you? Falling damage? Yes. Yes, you got killed <laughs> by falling damage. Tree like, of doom. You got killed yeah. by something that people do on a regular basis, which is tripping over something. Yep. You, you fail miserably. 
Yep. So I, I was the first to die. In and... his defense, though, that tree was pretty perilous after he died. I was like, <laughs> I was double checking everywhere when I was landing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't do that challenge at all. <laughs> it was just like, nope, I'm out. I'm okay. not gonna do it. I'm not looking <laughs> shit. Walking away. So I I made another character. I made an Esper this time, and I got them up. Uh, to level and I'm ready to stream with you guys so that took me a little bit of time to do but uh, yeah that's what I did this week how about you doc well I rolled a pve character on avatus on a whim really I I have an issue with warbringer right now and I actually found out what part of that issue is Uh, I don't mind the population population always spikes in the evening that's great in the mornings I get to do my dailies in peace relative peace I like it it's really zen like and then I go on with my day but I noticed that cred is skyrocketing on Warbringer, and I have no freaking clue why. So the guys from PvP.com did a stream on Friday, and I like Scott Kurtz, and I know I don't know if anybody else likes Scott Kurtz. But I figured, well, what the hell, I'll roll an Avatis, I'll join their guild, Galaxy Galaxy Questers, and see if I can get 250 fast enough, re-roll Doc, and have fun with them if I can. Maybe. We'll see what happens. The, the One of the craziest things was I got to 15, got into Thade, and I noticed that uh, cred was 5 plat 95. Wow. I went, wait a minute, that doesn't sound quite right. So I hopped back onto Doc on Warbringer, went into Ilium, checked the um, Phineas T Protostar over there, 11.99. What? 11 plat 99 gold at like 12 Dude. in the afternoon. And I was watching my I was watching my, uh, my cred counter, and I saw it just rising, rising, rising the last week and a half. And I'm asking online, you know, what's going on? I'm asking advice to trade, and some guy said, there's two people who have blatantly said that they are fixing the prices on Warbringer. They are buying out every low-level cred they can, or every low-price cred they can, and they're upping the price. They are, well, two of them, I should say single-handedly, they are single-handedly screwing over every other player on Warbringer by doubling the price of cred on, wow. a, on a server that has less population than Avatis, which I think has really big-name raiders on top of other, other people, and they have sure. half the cred. That's weird. What? Why are they doing that? Is that just like a really elaborate troll? No, they, they just want the money. And they know people on Warbringer don't want to spend 25 bucks to go somewhere else. So if they really want credit, they're going to pay 12 plat to do it. It's it's fucking ridiculous. And it's it's bullshitty. But I can't blame Carbine for that because their whole thing was, look, it's whatever the players want. And people are buying it, which is why they're still rising the prices. So I, I'm just kind of irritated with that. I might end up going to Avatis for a while, but I still like Warbringer and Doc and Crit Happens. So I'm like, God damn it. I don't, I, I would rather have cred than pay, pres- pay prescription, pres- subscription, but fuck these guys. Wow, so, that that's sucks. Ridiculous. Yeah. I, do you have a link to that? Because I kind of want to read about that. Oh, no, that happened all in game. We had we had a discussion just this afternoon, a few hours ago, before I started drawing. I, I draw. But yeah, that was me mostly this week trying to get my computer working and uh, just drawing and, and a lot of fun stuff. So let's move on to the strange tales that are happening this week. And uh, I want to go into this first where we get into the meat and potatoes of the, of the podcast. There's been a development in Twitch for those of you who have not been following. People have been guessing what's going to happen because now they are going to be in the big boys, the big leagues. What are they going to do? And we found out, you know, what we're going to do with music. And the biggest thing for streamers is a lot of them play music that they listen to while they stream. P- top 40 hits or their own personal indie band collection or awesome you know, jazz, blues, whatever. Or EDM, 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 fucking EDM. I'm sorry, I hate EDM that much. I, I can only listen to so much. Listening to four hours streaming. Hey man, no. 
try doing our job. We have to listen to it on a regular basis too. Oh my god, no! Not, o- not only listen to it, but actually uh, light it and and make it sound good. Yeah, I don't know if you can make it sound good, but lighting it, you could probably do it anyway. <laughs> so what 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 Twitch has has um, worked on is for VODs, so recorded video, if their new sound tracker device catches anything that is copyrighted. They're that not is, gonna take down the that video. That is detected as copyrighted. Detected as just copyrighted. Saying. Yeah. Yes. They're not gonna take down the video. They're just gonna mute it straight out. Now, granted, VOD is not Twitch's strong point. They never really were. It never was. Other other people had that for other reasons. YouTube is VOD essentially, and they're better at right. it. But if you're streaming and you're giving out lessons, or you're streaming and you're talking strategy, and you're streaming and you're doing uh, an invitational, like maybe Valve and, and Dota, and a huge chunk of your broadcast is now unlistenable. What the fuck? Yeah, and it's. Uh, I think it also uh, like shows you in the timeline what part of it gets muted. With a nice think, bright pinkness. Yeah, nice like pink. In, so the timeline's like black when you're when you haven't buffered, and then like gray when you have buffered, and then I think blue when you when you've played through it, and then parts that are going to be muted will just be red the whole time. Yeah. Because it that decides that it's not worth listening to. It's not worth the risk of copyright infringement. And we all knew a lot of us, I should say, knew it was coming. Just the way they did it is better than being than taking it all down. But people are gonna, some people. This is only my opinion. Could just say, you know what, it's not worth it. I'm just gonna start moving on. I I like Twitch. I'll watch it for the tournaments. I don't know if I, well, my computer can't handle it. But <laughs> if if I was just like casually adventuring and talking to people through Twitch, if I ever got you know respected enough or well enough on there, and having parts of my VOD just cut out completely i'd be upset as a content creator yeah but i mean uh, it it's kind of easy to avoid like like we talked about last time there's nothing they can do about the old videos like those are going to be subject to all of the screening that's going to go that's going to happen but their new content they can obviously take into account all of the copyright like precautions they're putting into place and kind of like build their content around that so hopefully it won't be that big of a problem going forward just all the past stuff we have to worry about but with the older 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 vod saves and histories those are all gone now they are no longer saving anything indefinitely two weeks at most yep so that kind of ties that kind of gets around that issue and yeah their ceo went on reddit had an a and a and someone said straight out are you going to do this to live streams he said no a lot of skeptics, myself included, are probably thinking yet, not right. yet. Right. Well, let, let me let me let me interject on this because I'm going to be that guy. So there's it. there's two things. One thing that you said, Doc, which was you know uh, as a content creator, you know big chunks of your stuff is going to be taken out. Technically, you didn't create the content that they're blocking out. You're using someone else's content that they created. So by saying, you know, this is the art that I'm creating or I'm creating something and then saying I shouldn't get censored, but turning around and saying, well, other people that do want their work to be censored don't have that right. That that's where I kind of stand on that point is that, you know what, just stop. Just just stop listening to that music while you play. You know, uh, if if you really are an artist or you really are someone that's great, find there's tons and tons of music and stuff like that that you can use to play in the background. Or yeah. just talk more. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. It, it messes with it enough where they can't truly say whether or not it's having an impact. I I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to claim. I'm this is all hypothetical. I'm not trying to claim someone else's work for my own. Yeah. It just so happens, say I'm talking to people on stream. And say, when I PvP, I like to listen to Miles Davis and BB King because it relaxes me. 
Sure. And then, you know, I'm talking to PvP with somebody on it, hypothetically, and they catch uh, Le'Veon Rose playing in the background while I'm waiting to respawn, and I'm trying to give out good advice, and someone might like that advice on a VOD, all of a sudden, a big pink channel shows up while they're listening, and they're like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. But, but like I'm saying, is, is that they're, they're trying to – I said this the last podcast, which is uh, they're censoring you to save your ass because they, they flat out said we – as a whole, are not responsible for the content that is being placed on this website. We, as the website, do not have any sort of control over the people, what they post. We are putting this in place as a helpful tool to show you that we are willing to work with both sides and, you know, take this as good faith, basically. And so they're putting it in place really just to save your ass and to save their ass. Uh, The real problem goes to... Far beyond this. Yeah, exactly. They're just trying to be middlemen, and and I, I think putting blame on them is. It, I'm, I'm is, not trying to blame them. There's yeah. nothing they can really do. There, it just sucks yeah. that this is happening. Yeah, I mean, uh, there, it was bound to happen. We had this conversation. We called it out. I, I highly, highly doubt that anytime soon that they're going to be able to do it as it plays, because there's too many glitches and it has to take samples of so much time. And I mean, how That's many true. times? How many times have you? Uh, pulled out sham uh like was it shammy or uh soundhound or those that the phone apps that you hit oh shazam shazam shammy shammy i thought you were trying to say uh sham wow i was like (laughs) i thought too what is this gonna have to do with what we're talking (laughs) it wipes up the mess sham wow how (laughs) how many times have you guys used that app and click the button and it either not find anything or it it finds the wrong music and that and that's never used it that's literally the technology that they're using. I mean, the reason those apps were created was because someone wanted to prevent their work being po- posted up somewhere. True. And and so, I mean, hell, there's Probably. videos. Of, there's people of using people using uh, SoundHound flushing a toilet and Justin Bieber coming up. So, I mean, it, is there a difference no in the way. sound quality there? <laughs> Dead serious. No way. Yeah. Video where it didn't happen. All right, I'll, I'll well, find it. For those, oh, of you, beautiful. for those of you who are much more cynical and angry about this than I am and just say, fuck this all, I'm done, you can always go to Hitbox, Azubu, Ustream. Uh, Justin TV is obviously gone because it's now just Twitch. There's a few others. And if you still want to use music in your streams and not get just destroyed on that or having your stuff muted on Twitch, you can always check the free music archive. Or uh, Zircon does a lot of stuff that Total Biscuit um, shows off and a lot of it's free We'll put links to some of that stuff in there and look around as well. Or if you've got the money, you know, just pay somebody off, whatever. But let's move <laughs> on from that. So yeah. something big uh, just dropped on the PTR this past week, and it's the Defiled patch. Mm, yes. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> that mm, yes was really creepy. Mm, I don't yes. think I'm okay with it. <laughs> it's creepy. So the intro goes a little something it's like, like this. pervy chua is what it sounded like. <laughs> Just when you thought Supreme Evil decided to be cool and redirect its energy towards something constructive, you got the defile. Talking spiders. The secrets of Exonite. A terraformer. Anyone know what the fuck that is? No? Well, take some friends and find out. While you're at it, get at least 20 of your closest friends and lovers to beat on some bosses and then those bosses <laughs> boss. Do it for the children. Or better yet, the Elder Gems. Does it really say Ed Lovers? That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and also, you misread part of it. Oh. Uh, that says Terror Former, not Terra Former. 
terror as in being afraid. It, it was, it was, it was, damn it, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, everyone knows what a terraformer is. They're in the game right now. A terraformer is not the was, same thing as a terraformer. It was my it, voice it, accent that screwed me up There's also on that. one other Well, thing. sure, sure, it was your voice <laughs> accent, whatever. There's one oh. other thing you said wrong. It says, anyone know what the exclamation point at, uh, at sign pound dollar sign, and you said fuck. I don't know, what, I don't know how to speak Cubertese, guys. I don't know how to speak Cubertese, okay? I can only Ooh. go so far on that. That was that was funny. <laughs> High five for you. You guys blow. <laughs> anyway, there's a lot of stuff in this patch beyond the awesome intro that's probably going to be voiceover much better with Terraformer or Terraformer. God Thank damn you. it. Enunci- you just enunciated it perfectly. You have I no did. excuse. Now I did. Anyway. Yes. A ton of new stuff, like new EO for the for the taxi guy, the taxi driver. So if you stopped muting him, pop him back up for a few days, you'll get some cool new VO stuff for the file. Yep. And that's the whole drop. Thank you very much for listening. Yep, we'll see it. you all next week. <laughs> just kidding no no gonna... no what what yeah no we're, we're done now that's it oh. just, that's the whole that's the whole patch it's yep. a month's worth of new vo for the taxi driver <laughs> get fucking and used now to it. and now every taxi ride takes a week and a half so you have yes. to sit there and listen to him uh you can't force close the application and your computer even if you unplug it from power somehow still works what he does is he locks your window your doors and has a little hollow over you and purposely circles around your drop point if you can't tell i don't like the taxi driver voiceover as they stand now i'm excited like to see it. if they're better though I, I haven't muted him i just kind of walk away from my computer whenever i'm uh, in transit but i'll give it a shot i'll, I'll sit through it and Hold see on. if i like it quick question are you the same way with the the uh, respawning areas as well oh god i love the respawn i don't i, I like maybe one or two of the things it uh, says. it's like I marvin love them is talking so to you. much i love both of them i i listen to them i avidly listen to them eh. when i'm traveling i'm like okay hold on shh, shh. everyone be quiet uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> see listening to you fake laugh at the joke <laughs> is funnier than the joke to me like i i'm not down but whatever we can we can move on also a lot of uh spell effects for creatures and spells have been added so obviously we're getting more creatures and more things and they've adjusted telegraphs as well there's a ton of this stuff make sure you check the ptr and as always before we go any further anything can change between now and tomorrow or next week or when the patch drops don't take everything we say as fact or as certainty until it's live <laughs> and even then it could change we're just bringing stuff that we thought is the most pertinent to you uh, yes. elder points are now getting a cur- uh, current and total count so you can keep track i'll tell you the cap and tell you how much you got uh and what i think is pretty awesome tethers will now work on mounted players Yes, Daggerstone Pass is going to get so oh, much more fun. <laughs> can you imagine a roadblock of tethers from a team of stalkers? Uh, absolutely. That'd be amazing. That'd be so funny. As that the has only to stalker in the group, trust me, this is a, a godsend. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's so annoying because I'm like, yeah, tether, screw that guy. And they're like, oh, hoverboard, <laughs> we're good. <laughs> no, no. And in open world PvP, it's going to be a lot. I can't tell you the number of times Indigo and I have been chasing down the last member of a group that tried to gank us. And we're oh, like, oh, yeah. we got to kill him, we got to kill him. Tether, and he's, nope, I'm just going to hoverboard right through that we're like oh and then he gets to the safe zone and we're like oh come on we wanted you dead so badly and now you can even role play your back to the future two moments over the water yeah oh i i I have done that it's very fun Uh, (laughs) chasing someone who is swimming away from you on your hoverboard is hilarious because you're so much faster than them you can just like hoverboard over them and just like wait till they get to land and 
it's done and just DPS them down. Oh, so fun. Anyways. <laughs> well, there's also been other stuff. So this is a little wordy, so please bear with us. There's a lot of stuff happening. Uh, spells like Shatter Impairment for T8, Catharsis, Antidote, Purify, Tactical Retreat, Expulsion, Dematerialize, and Arcane Shock will no longer target the highest priority for spells. Instead, they're going to target the most recently applied spells. Right. So what do you guys think that means in layman's terms? Because honestly, every time I read it, my head hurts. So I think the cleanse uh, – no, I'm sorry, not cleanses. Buffs and debuffs are assigned a priority like hidden in the game like engine and that those spells, those – I think all of those are cleanses. Is that correct? They're either interrupts or cleanses. Yeah, Arcane Shock's an interrupt. Demater- I think Dematerialize, oh. Expulsion, and Tactical Retreat are knockdowns and interrupts as well. Sure. Tactical Retreat is uh, it, you fly back and then fly back forward. Yeah, but it interrupts spells. No, no, that's, spells. That's, is that False Retreat? No, goddamn. Now I have to Google it. Right? Okay. But yeah, <laughs> so instead, instead of having the priority roll, they're just going to go for the most recently applied stuff. Yeah, so. I, I think I think it's manually assigned by the devs. Like this debuff has a priority of this, and this other debuff has a priority of this. Uh, and so instead of targeting by that priority, it's going to target the one that was applied most recently. I don't uh, understand why that change would have been made, though. So I have a strange feeling that that's not correct. If anybody listening knows exactly what this means, feel free to send us uh, a correction because yeah, we'll correct totally us. give you credit for making us feel stupid. Which isn't hard to do, but nope. we're the ones with microphones. Haha. <laughs> it was so condescending. It was I know. So condescending. I'm waiting okay. for someone to gank me. I yeah, figured it out. Happen. Okay. Tactical retreat oh. is the ability where you flip backwards and you stealth yourself. At tier eight, you actually uh, remove two debuffs off of you. Ah, so it is a cleanse. Okay, so, so it won't target high priority. It'll just whatever was recently put on you, it'll sure. get rid of. Maybe mm-hmm. all of these abilities have Perfect. a cleanse element at one tier or another. Well, it says specifically tier eight. Yeah. So well, I'm for shatter say... impairment, it says tier eight. For tactical oh. retreat, it doesn't say anything. Well, it's only tier eight that you get the. Yeah. So it would make sense. Just, just saying, yeah. probably. Well, right. anyways. Yeah. That's what we think. <laughs> now we've pretty sure. Got, we've also got a bunch of class changes that are starting to happen for this month, and the biggest uh, torque is the engineer. And at this point in the podcast. Uh, Doc's computer decided that it didn't know where the hard drive was anymore, and so it promptly stopped working, uh, which is rather unfortunate. It's uh, quite an expensive computer. Uh, So he decided to call in with his cell phone as a workaround, and you'll notice a distinct uh, difference in the uh, audio coming from him. Please excuse that. Thank you very much. I just want to add, before I continue... I'm a little on edge right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is the fourth time I tried to get back into the to podcast, and that's my work computer. So if that thing's dead, I am royally fucked. Well, but you've backed stuff up, right? Oh yeah, everything's backed up. We're good to go. Oh, thank God. Okay. So let's uh, let's take engineer from the top again. Yeah. So take engineer a hundred. <laughs> the fun part is I can walk around like this, haha, because it's a it's a visual media in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so for the engineer the idea was to keep them more in line with everybody else and to make sure they're not too broken or op and a lot of checks have been changed and a lot of things have happened with uh extra effects like say a snare or a debuff sure case point with code red the steel threat function is now going to work properly meaning when you need to get your threat going and you're going to get back from somebody you won't have to worry about it failing a check or something uh stuff like the energy auger the field it drops can now be deflected, but to compensate, it's now cribble. 
Same thing happening with Unstable Anomaly. It can be deflected now, but will also be able to deal critical damage if it crits. With Energy Augur, the Tier 4 bonus can now crit and deal extra damage, and with Unstable Anomaly, the Healing Reduction debuff will now always apply if damage hits the target. What they're basically doing with damage hitting target and stuff like Healing Debuff and stuff like the crits is there's actually a second role happening behind the scenes. In the case of, say, uh, da -da -da, Ricochet and Shock Pulse, the Tier 8 Snare, it used to be a check for damage and then a check for snare. This time they're just saying, well, you know what, we're not going to have a check for snare. If the damage actually hits, the snare is going to happen. Right, which makes sense. I mean, like, the thing that's damaging you is also the thing that would snare you, so you imagine that if you get hit by the damage, you'd be snared. It just makes sense in my head for it to be that way. I mean, numbers aside, I'm just talking about, like, the realism of the game. Not that that matters very much to me, but whatever. At the same time, it is kind of cool that you're, you miss on damage, but you're still able to snare. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, uh, it was obviously a balance change and not like a realism change. I doubt they take that into account. Balancing is hard enough as it is without thinking about that. Yeah. yeah. And other than that, the two biggest changes, or actually three biggest changes, uh, target acquisition, shrapnel rounds, and rejuvening rain are now going to prioritize players for their heals and damage respectively. So very similar to what we are talking about a little bit ago with all the purges and interrupts, they're no longer going to have a priority target. It's just going to be what's most recently happened. So that's, it's a little more trying to be consistent instead of, oh, we're just going to do this. Now throw it and work. There, go. Bye. Right. Uh, with urgent redrawal, the same thing with the snare is now going to apply if any damage is applied. And with volatile injection, you'll actually still gain volatility even outside of combat. That's great because for engineers, you want to keep that sweet spot going. Like we've heard countless times on the podcast and starting to realize that playing an engineer alt myself, that 30 to 70% volatility is phenomenal to have. With volatile injection working it like it like it is now, it's going to be able to keep you going, so you're not having to ramp back up. That's but, mostly it for engineer. Uh, for for spell slinger, not a whole lot, but they're pretty good quality of lives. Obviously, people have noticed before anything else happens. Goddamn trigger fingers is now dropping. Hey, have you gotten it yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> womp womp. Five bucks, I get it before yeah. you do. <laughs> That would be hilarious. <laughs> we all get trigger fingers, and we're all just like, oh, I'm going to make a spell slinger alt, and then use trigger fingers, and then delete the alt. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I bet you two plat I get it before you do. Ooh, big what? words. And when my computer's back on, you're on. <laughs> Fully functioning, I will give you two plat if you get trigger fingers before Doc does, <laughs> but you cannot get it through the auction house. Done. Okay. Deal. He already has it, I bet you. He's <laughs> saving that for this moment. <laughs> okay, so True Shot is now going to function correctly with the hold to continue casting option. That's a nice little quality of life change for people. You guys uh, don't use that, right? You guys don't use hold to continue casting? No. I, I don't. I just I like to toggle personally, but even right. then, I use True Shot and God knows when. Have you both tried it, just out of curiosity? I have not. You should. I yeah. tried it. I'm not yeah. a huge... Well, if you've tried it, that makes sense. I, Indigo, you should totally give it a shot. It, it I when I went from uh, the click casting method to the hold to continue casting method, I it changed my my life. It, it was it, it's great. It, okay. You should at least give it a shot. Sure, yeah, I've got no problem. I just I've been too lazy to actually look into it. Fair enough. I'll remind you. Okay. So for charge abilities, like say vitality burst, charge shot, and sustain, if uh, the first charge of each of those abilities are no longer going to trigger healing aura, the one and surge damage amps. So, 
you have to actually continue the whole cast to get the benefits of the spell. Just a heads up, that way you have to actually commit to the spell instead of popping off a quick charge and then moving on. Makes so, sense. Yeah, it, I, I think, honestly, it's warranted. I think it's kind of lame that I could just one charge uh, charge shot and just get an ability proc off it. Some people are going to disagree with it, but eh, I never noticed it from one charge anyway, and I always end up doing a full charge of either ability no matter what. Yeah. I never have to do a quick charge shot. Yeah, and most of the time of that I only do one charge on my charge shot is because I uh, hit the button twice instead of hitting it and letting it charge. I'm like, wait, it didn't go. Oh, shit, it went. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> wow, letting it go a little early there, ain't you? <laughs> <laughs> Even with the crappy audio quality, you're getting uh, in there. Good. I, I love oh, that. Bingo. Oh, God, I just said that. Oh, I hate myself for saying that. You're going to get a suit so quickly. <laughs> trying to find me <laughs> <laughs> okay so arcane missiles and runic hearing healing will no longer go will no longer go on cooldown if they're canceled before the first tick which is actually great in case you accidentally hit one of those abilities and you're like oh crap no i didn't mean to do that and uh, a little weird quirk apparently when you used to get focus zones from your focus zone amp you used to be able to sell them to a vendor i didn't know that really tell you yeah. So some wait, wait. people were abusing that. Can Do you know what Focus Stones does? Can you explain how the ability works? Because I've never played a Spell Slinger. I believe, I think it's like a threshold or something. But anyway, the Focus Stone amp will help generate a Focus Stone. When you use that stone, you're going to get Focus back in the heat of battle, which is great. It's a quick little burst of Focus. Wait, but so here, the amp creates an item? Yes. Think of it like, for those of you who played World of Warcraft, think of it like a, a Warlock Soul Stone. That's so yeah. I've never really used it except for the one time, but that's what it does. So okay. how does it how does it decide when to create a focus stone? Uh, you'll have to go into game on that. Unfortunately, I don't sure. have my computer working. Fair enough. <laughs> now I feel awkward for asking. No, no, I think this is great. He <laughs> it deserves used to be it. like, I can hop back in. But no, but yeah. <laughs> around for a long time, and people would sell them, which is kind of bullshit. So now you can no longer sell it. So oh. suck it. Cool. That is a little silly. I'm glad they fixed that. And that's pretty much it for Engineer and Stelslinger. Yeah. Indigo, if you want to take on Stalker. Yeah, so uh, there's one change that actually happened to Stalkers as well as Warriors, which is the minimum da uh, minimum range for attacks have decreased from 1.5 meters to 1 meter, which is really, really awesome. Uh, it's it's basically – does that make sense to you guys what that means, the minimum Yeah, so range? basically you can attack people that are closer to you yeah, so by 0.5 meters. Yeah, so basically when you're, in, so. In, yeah, when you're in combat, if you're standing directly on someone and you start swinging, you're not doing any damage to them. Uh, right, you, right. You, ha you have to be 1.5 meters away from them. And as a melee character, there's a lot of time where you're on top of the other person. And since there's no sort of bump com um, in the game, like you can literally walk through each other, it yeah. it, it helps out increasing the, the – the, it's basically increasing the damage area. Uh, so right. that, they did that with both uh, Warriors and Spellslingers. Uh, false Retreat uh, should fail less frequently when the cast uh, from a high Z-axis or on a platform. This was happening a ton. Uh, you, would, uh, you would go backwards, and then when you would go to go forwards, because you have now – decreased your your area so if you were on a platform and you jump down you can no longer jump back up and it would just 
the timer would fade out and you would lose your cooldown. So huh. yeah, no, no, that's really, really awesome. It and, happened a lot of Walatiki. It was annoying as fuck. Yeah, because what would happen is is the ramps that that take you up to the next area. That's considered different Z-axis points. So as you're going up it, if you use False Retreat, you would sometimes have difficulty redoing it, even though it was maybe an inch uh, higher than where you actually are. It, it was really aggravating, and I'm really happy that they actually worked on that and uh, cool. fixed that. Um, Lobotomize and Razor Disc will now break if they are dealt damage while in stealth. So those two were kind of... I'm kind of upset about Lobotomize, but uh, Razor Disc, that makes sense. I, so basically, both of those abilities are ranged abilities uh, that when you were in stealth, you continued to stay stealth. And it was awesome because you could, as a stalker, run into a situation, you can uh, Lobotomize someone, and what, what that ability does is, if you have it tier 4 at least, it uh, removes their shield completely and decreases the amount of healing coming into that player and then you were still able to go in and uh impale them from stealth which would then automatically put you into a crit point and it was a nice stack and it allowed that's what allowed stalkers to have a huge burst damage at, at the beginning and now it takes you out of stealth which kind of saddens me yeah i was gonna ask because it says we'll now break if they deal damage which sounds like like lobotomize or razor disc will break but it they really though if those abilities deal damage while you're in stealth it'll mm -hmm. take you out of stealth basically yes, that's okay, what it means. that makes sense that yeah. makes sense uh and that's really it for stalkers i mean there wasn't a tremendous amount which because they're pretty awesome classes as it is <laughs> uh but I'll, i'm gonna move on to warriors fixed an issue where, where in the combat log uh was not reporting the correct ability generated kinetic energy I've I've never really had this issue, so I I don't I guess it was a problem. Do either of you well, have a warrior? I, well, no, no, no. I, I, I mean, regardless of class, I think it's really important to fix these logs because a lot of people, like the raiding community and and people that are really into theory crafting, use their logs to kind of like judge how well an ability is performing or an amp is performing. Uh, and and having them report false information just has them come up with false answers to their sure, problems. Sure. So for the players that want to get really that far into it, and good on them if they do, like do everything you can to make your character as good as it can be, uh, it's really helpful for those to work correctly. And I'm really happy they're they're taking a look at that stuff and fixing it. Yeah, I just wasn't yeah, I just wasn't uh, aware that it was happening. Sure. No, yeah, neither was I to be honest. Words. It, it cooked through the words right out of my mouth, pretty much. Average players aren't going to notice this. They probably didn't even realize it. Mm -hmm. Right. But people that are really paying attention, they're they're gonna they're gonna like this change. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure that it may have affected some add-ons because there are some add-ons that like track this stuff in game as opposed to things that compile it and and let you uh, look at logs outside of the game. Maybe it was affecting add-ons. I'm not 100% sure, but we'll we'll see. So uh, the next is some ability changes. Atomic Surge fixed an issue where Tier 6 and Tier 7 did, uh, was not applying the dot that it was giving. And anyone who doesn't know what dot is, it's damage over time. So that's weird that only Tier 6 and Tier 7 would do that. But sure, uh, it's a bug for a reason. Polarity Field fixed an issue where the ability had a double chance to be deflected. Uh, really? Yeah, wow. apparently. Nice. <laughs> that blows. That's a, that's a weird bug. That. <laughs> uh, Relentless Strike uh, fixed an issue where uh, this was not prioritizing players. I I have I have no idea what this ability is. Uh, I can't speak on it, Doc. I think Re Relentless Strike is the uh, ability that y you just you need X amount of uh, 
kinetic energy and then you use it and it is a uh, tap ability. So you hit, like, I think you get three charges and you get to just, like, smash people for extra damage very yeah, quickly. Yeah, no, I know what the ability does, but what I'm oh. saying is I don't understand the prioritizing players. I, oh, well, so any ability that hits, hits X targets, like, it, it, it might hit a bot instead of uh, a player. Uh... So now it's saying that instead of hitting the bot, it'll hit the player. Does that make sense? Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and then the last ability fix was Shield Burst fixed an issue where the Tier 4 bonus was not a prioritizing player. Again, same thing as the Relentless Strike. Yeah, I, I think th these are all really important fixes, in my opinion, the, the prioritization of abilities, because it's really infuriating when there's a bot and a dude in your telegraph and it hits the bot, and you're like, I don't care about that, like, heal bot. Leave that alone. Hit the guy who's at 2 health, please. I want to kill that guy. Yeah, and that was uh, that was basically it for Warriors. Cool. Uh, I guess I will do Esper and Medic because love those classes. Uh, so Esper's got a similar update as far as the attack range. Their uh, cone attacks have a 1 meter minimum range down from 1.5, so the same torque that Warriors saw. The Tier 8 Telegraph should no longer... Oh, I'm sorry. The Tier 8 Telegraph for Soothe should no longer stick around uh, for the buff duration while uh, so soothe telegraph has just been like messed up for a, a super long time i've seen fixes for it like three times now so this this bug was basically the the telegraph would persist after you use the ability for no reason so there'd just be like a telegraph on your screen i've experienced it a few times so apparently they're working on fixing that and then fixed another bit soothe telegraph bug where it was preventing it from showing up when cast from a mount i don't know why soothe specifically has so many telegraph issues but there you go that's all that the esper things that i have now on to Medic. Uh, Medic's also got a similar change to some of the other classes, which is they fixed an issue where the combat log was not reporting the correct abilities generating actuators. Super important for Medic theory crafting. <laughs> because Considering actuators are everything to Medics. Yeah, actuators are everything, and it's so RNG. If you're seeing like a 20% higher actuator generation from an ability then it is reporting in the, the amp-like section. So, for example, this amp generates uh, actuators 20% of the time, but you're seeing it generate actuators 50% of the time. You're going to report bugs. You're going to be like, hey, this ability is generating a lot of actuators, or much less than that's probably what people would actually report if they saw something generating less actuators than it should. And so, aside from this being important for theory crafters and stuff, erroneously reporting bugs is going to go down because of these changes that they're making to the uh, the combat log. There's an arena spell uh, now, and it's not necessarily a spell, it's just a debuff, uh, called the Audience Disapproves. And, uh, <laughs> just like Doc. Uh, and it is used when a character, it is applied to a character when it is stealthed for more than two minutes, and it will block stealth from being deactivated while the uh, debuff timer is active. Reactivated. So is that not what I said? Sorry, reactivated. Uh, while the so spell timer is active. Troll rogues are going to say for that in arena match where in two minutes stealth can no longer troll rogue around. Or troll stalker, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say I'm rogue, used... sir? I, I, I mean, I'm used, to, I'm used to, to troll rogues doing that. Troll stalkers doing that are, only, are now going to be kicked out of stealth and they can no longer reapply it while that debuff is active, which is great because if you had a troll, well, it made... It's just going to be forced really to die, basically. I mean, the only situation yeah. that I could see people doing that in is if they're like... 
their team's wiped and they're the last person. There are no more respawns and they're just like, lol, 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 never going to die. Can't find me. And then and suddenly they just can't hide. Move too. Well, yeah, I mean, the reason people would do that is if they stealth and, and no one can attack them, then people just leave the arena. And so uh, the you... other person gets a debuff and guess what? You get a win. Yep. So. Good change. Uh, I applaud. Also, rejoice, everybody. Crimson Badlands is, is not really being fixed. Womp, womp. Actually, what's happening in Crimson Badlands is a lot of the monsters, no specifics, are getting stronger. Their quote is, This should not only provide a greater challenge to veteran players, but will also allow players to complete some daily quests more efficiently. I don't I don't I, understand that second part outside of the content context that they're fixing something. Yeah. Honestly, Crimson Badlands I don't think was that difficult to begin with. Other than Rotter and the Empress... Eh, but everything was pretty easy to do. How does yep. how does making things more difficult make it more efficient? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, if they're making maybe they're making a pass at all the creatures and making them stronger, but also kind of fixing the broken things along the way. Maybe. maybe. Uh, if that's not the case, I don't see how making things stronger is going to allow me to more efficiently complete dailies. But as long as they can fix that bottom left corner, <laughs> I know someone from Carbine's listening. Bottom left corner of that map is broken as shit. Come on, guys. <laughs> going on three months. It's no longer funny. Fix the goddamn zone. He's not really angry at you. He's just mad because his computer's broken. Please excuse his rage. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> it sounded like you were going to say sabotage for a second. <laughs> Um, friends list UI now supports inviting an account friend on another realm into your party. So, yes. so this is awesome because Doc is talking about changing his main over to what was the server again? Avatus maybe, but even then might just be rolling in general. But yeah, yeah. So he's talking about moving. If 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 Krug and I decide that we don't want to leave and we continue playing on the server, we're still going to be able to play with you and still be able to dungeon and PvP, which is awesome. We won't be able to quest together. Yeah. But, you know, still, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think this is a wonderful change uh, that should have been uh, in the game from the beginning, but I'm glad they added it when they did. Mm -hmm. Speaking of groundbreaking, genre-defining, <laughs> this is stratospheric. It is so hype, so ridiculous, so awesome. You can sit in your house now. <laughs> Ta-da! And not by and not by just now allow players to sit on them. Yeah, <laughs> and that's not by just typing slash sit. This is legitimate items in your decor that you can sit on. Yes. Thank God. That's just for the RP players, and for everyone else who realized that chair. I like that chair. Can I sit in that chair? No, I can't. Fuck this chair. <laughs> womp womp. Yep. Now you can sit in the chair. Yay! And uh, I'm just going to point out, and I'm not trying to be a naysayer, this is many seating decor options, so maybe not all of them, but hopefully all of them. Hey, you know yeah, what? I'll bet. They added the Chua mailbox decor item is now a mailbox. So you yes. know what? I have faith. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of the Defiles, speaking of all these changes, there's a really cool change that's happened in, in Arkship YouTube's accounts. Uh, they're a German site, so uh, if you're going to listen to any of their stuff, get ready for German. I believe it's German. I can't translate. I'm not German. But they actually leaked the, uh, some videos of the new Defile Zones, as well as an actual raid that they're talking about. It's a spoiler, so I don't want to spoil it for you guys. Uh, we'll put in links in the description for the housing, crafting, the new zone, and the 
Augmenter, 20-man raid sneak peek. It doesn't have a it. final name, but it's there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm digging it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to watch the videos because I, I don't like spoilers. It's but I'm excited. I don't, I don't give a shit about spoilers. But I know some people do, and I want to be respectful of them on this podcast at least. Sure. Do. Yeah, yeah, but So Doc's if you want to look at it, go ahead. Yeah, but Doc's other podcast, uh, spoilers, 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 you can go ahead and listen to that, and he'll tell you all about it. That needs to happen. I need to make a spoiler cast that says, you know what? Fuck your sensitive ears. I, sorry, I am really angry tonight. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, you are. This is I want to tear right now. I'm sorry, guys. Everyone listening that has sensitive ears, I apologize. Yes, we do swear. It's <sighs> natural, but I... I I'm them, I'm taking it to another level. I'm well, sorry. And what's great is I, I I scrolled a little bit further down in the uh, in the show notes, and I'm really excited about Doc being angry and what the <laughs> upcoming notes are. So I'm really excited. <laughs> so let's keep going and get to that because I'm excited too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well. How about this real fast? There's two things, three things I want to talk about real fast first. Normal dungeons are getting buffed in upcoming patches, meaning they're going to drop more XP and more cash. Yay! Boom! Yeah. Uh, thank you for the more cash. I have high repair bills. <laughs> <laughs> more XP is great because people can now viably even more now level through just dungeons. Yeah, it's a grind, but people like that. So let them have it. Sure. Well, yeah, I mean, and the issue was is that once you hit a certain level, you were not really getting experience from dungeoning. Like, it was, you would go through it three times, and you'd get, like, a quarter of a bar, and you're just like, well, that was a waste of six hours, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Only you would take six hours to do dungeons. Good job. Yeah, plus they've already hinted, are confirming the Ultimate Postar Games is happening as well. I don't know if it's happening in the Defile Drop. There's a leak from last week's podcast that we had that might show where it's coming in. But between that and uh, Ultimate Protostar and more cash, more XP, dungeons are getting some much-needed love. Yeah, which is awesome. And hey, if you're going to Gamescom, make sure you hit up Wildstar, make sure you hit up Carbine's uh, PAX, or sorry, not Gamescom. Gamescom's doing this too, sorry. But also PAX Prime. They're going to do cosplay meetups and contests. I can't see the links, unfortunately, because... I hate myself. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't be laughing. I, I no, all right. Laugh away. I need something. If I'm not laughing, I'm gonna kill somebody. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh god. And I'd like to place this as uh, uh, evidence. Evidence. Number one. This will be used as evidence later. <laughs> I can't even settle with a court for cred because of fucking cred prices. <laughs> we are Depressed, way off on, off on a tangent. Let's just keep Depressed, moving. <laughs> if you're at Pax Prime, what's gonna happen? Uh, there's gonna be a cosplay meetup. Which is great because I'd love to see cosplay. I can't go to Washington or Portland. I forget where it's at. Yeah, I would sure. love to go to PAX Prime. I've never actually been to a convention like that before. Oh, I've never been to a gaming convention, but I've been to tons of others. And PAX always just seems like a buttload of fun. Yeah, but we also, should go like at some point. But if they have what, one that's not during work hours. <laughs> yeah, but do you know what the really, really cool thing oh. about this is? Is if you actually go to their booth, they're actually giving out codes to give you, what was it, a top hat and monocle, I believe? Is top that something I don't else. think that's PAX Prime. Oh. I think that's the one that's today. What's the, or tomorrow. Gamescom, there you go. Ah, Gamescom, my bad. Yeah, that's Wait. Gamescom. Well, Either it, way, going to conventions is going to net you some cool stuff. Like the cosplay contest, I think I read correctly, 500 bucks for first place winner. Wow. Cha-ching! Seriously. And then it's like 100 for second and 50 for third or something like that? I, I wouldn't know exactly because I don't have the link up. But yeah, it's it's really cool. <laughs> well, plus you get a chat with as far as you know. 
Let me rephrase that. That information is correct. I'm not asking you a question. Oh, that was oh. just a playful way of getting the information out there. Uh, <laughs> well, here's the thing. If you go to PAX Prime, you go to Gamescom, one, you're going to meet all the carbiners. So you're going to meet Bitwise probably. You're going to meet Tony Ray probably. You're going to meet Frost probably. All the ones that, let's just be honest, are probably not essential to the actual operation of the game. <laughs> but they're, they're all gonna punch you in the face if you go they're just gonna be like i'm not essential to what boom uh you'll have to listen to us first no <laughs> <laughs> it's part of my plan <laughs> but yeah you get to meet them see some awesome cosplay get some cool items from gamescom maybe pax prime i don't know and maybe get cash from uh, pax prime yep yep and the coolest part about this so far we keep adding on the coolest and the most hype. But uh, if you want uh, some new music for your house, the Defile Drop has leaked the housing music. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. It's... So basically what it is is there's, uh, I think, a set of, like, ambient sounds and then a set of, like, actual background music that you can apply to your house the same way that you can apply, like, different skies or, you know, different uh like atmospheres or like your housing like your roofs or whatever you can like select one and purchase it you'll now be able to do the same thing with uh sound which, which is yeah. nice which i want to point nope, out nope. they actually kind of hinted at this a couple nexus reports ago they had people asking questions and one of them was will there be options to change the ambient noises and frost literally was like uh can't talk about that <laughs> <laughs> well awesome i'm glad to it's an interesting change i'm, I'm totally down to uh i do you know if it, does this link have the like recordings of what is available? The link has a link to the YouTube video for it. It actually shows. Look, they're not cheap. I saw the video. They're not cheap on PTR right now. Like two gold for an ambient noise. That's not that bad. Default, but you're talking a plat or two for music. That's not 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 cheap really. Yeah. If it's good, I'll pay it. Sure. Yeah, and the music is great. I love the soundtrack. They need to make an OTS of this game because the all the exile. Uh, guitar twangs and whatnot. I God, I love it. And I'll definitely have that on my house. But yeah. Sure. That awesome. is good times. That's the big strange tales to this week. Yeah. Woohoo. But the next part where I'm excited about Doc raging and throwing his phone across the room. Uh Doc, <laughs> do you do you do you wanna do you wanna introduce the, the this conversation piece or do, would you like me to? <laughs> I want to apologize in advance because uh, we're going to try and keep this fairly short-ish. We don't want to feed them. We don't want to give too much power to the minority machine on this. But god damn it. If you guys – okay, also, if you have little ones, if you're in a car, at home, at work, turn us down. I'm probably going to start going off the rails in a little bit. I'll try to control (laughs) I'm going to be straight on this, guys. Stop being dicks. Stop being fucking dicks. No joke on this thing. Okay, right now, there is an issue where we're getting a lot of people on the subreddits and the forums. They're no they're no longer giving adequate criticisms of the game. When they do show up, one person makes one good forum post on it, it's good. They have, hey, look, this game is this. Here's what's going on with this. They are being critical. Great. But then, for some reason, this little, little bandwagon shows up and then just starts bullshit trolling and... Degrading the game, and it's happening in game too. Yep. And I don't get it. There was a guy, I think uh, Indigo said, there was a guy in a battleground, sat there, ran into a corner, and said, "This game is dead. This game sucks." And for no reason. Now you're ruining other people's playing ability and time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't get yeah. it. 
Krug and I were in, in a battlegrounds, and there was a guy who would go to the edge of the spawn point and then type slash dance and then proceeded to spend the entire time bashing the game and just talking how crap it is and how it's going to go to free to play and all of this other shit. And, and I'm going to say this, and I, I, I mean it in all seriousness, I am a former troll. I, 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 I <laughs> was in one little bit. I, I was that guy. I, I know where he's coming from. I know his frustration. I get it. But fuck, man, it made it, not only he was bitching that there were bots inside of the, the in inside of the, 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 the sorry, the PVP run. And then I was like, I got so frustrated with him. It's like everyone was just telling him to shut up. And and we would type back and we're like, I would rather have an entire team full of bots of people running into a wall and then just sometimes randomly attacking than having a guy sitting there in chat and just, just talking shit the entire time. And and finally he stopped. And the, then Krug and I went on to two more matches after that. We we won. Mind you, he followed us to three separate PvP matches. Didn't follow us, just randomly got put. Yeah, in yeah. Matches. I mean, it wasn't like he was like, oh, they're in that one. I'm gonna follow. No. <laughs> we we had, feels like it though. Yeah, we had two more after he left. Yeah. One, the next one was a victory, and it was it was like, oh my god, he's not here. We won, even with the bots. <laughs> like, this is awesome. And yep. then the the next one we lost, and even though we were losing, we're like, oh my god, I'm still having a shit ton of fun, even though I'm losing. I wonder. Oh, it's because that asshole's not in there. And, and the thing is, is that everyone's allowed to have their opinion and everyone's allowed to dislike or like something, okay? Yep. I used to play SWOTOR. I used to play WoW. I no longer play either of those. I do not go on forums. I do not pay a monthly fee to get onto WoW to sit there in PvP arenas to talk shit. I don't understand the mentality of people that just want to bash on something and pay to bash on it. That's the worst thing. It's not like these guys are just like, I'm going to log on to this free-to-play game. I wasted my time by downloading the game, and I'm going to waste my time by getting into the game. They're literally paying 15 bucks a month to sit there and talk about how badly they hate the game. Well, and for what it's worth, and I kind of want to get to the bread and butter of this, we're not just saying this to, to uh, you know, bring up an issue. Uh, without anything to, to say about it. And we don't want to feed trolls either is the other thing. But we did bring this up for a specific reason. I think uh, Doc found on Reddit uh, a little interesting theory that someone had come up with called the hype cycle, which when he showed it to us, I was really interested in. And I'm just going to so, read you the yeah, excerpt from uh, right. Wikipedia, which is... The hype cycle is a branded graphical tool developed and used by IT research and advisory firm Grantner for representing the maturity, adoption, and social application of specific technologies. Now, doesn't apply directly to Wildstar, but after we looked at it and, and this Reddit poster had similar things to say, we think that we could pretty safely say that you can apply these phases of something's adoption to a, kind of what Wildstar is going through right now. At least hopefully, because if that's the case, then good news is on the horizon. Yeah, it, basically, when you have a game come out, there's initial announcement, then the hype train happens. I'm putting this in layman terms. The hype train just happens, and it goes, and it starts to elevate. We all saw it happening in closed beta. We all saw it happening at Comic-Con when they had it last year when they introduced the Mordash and the Chua. We all saw it at PAX East. And the game came out, and the honeymoon period started. We're all lovey-dovey. We love this. And this game is amazing. It's the harbinger of the apocalypse of awesome 
and blah, 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 blah. Yep, and if now, I could really quickly relate it to the, the phrases that they're using in the actual, like, hype cycle theory, the first one is the technology trigger, which in Wildstar's term would be the announcing of the game and people, you know, slowly picking it up. The second one would be that what you called the honeymoon phase would be called the peak of inflated expectations, which I think is a very apt name. And then you get into what we kind of assume is happening right now, the disillusionment and the asshole douche nozzle twat fuckers that are just <laughs> whoa buddy <laughs> calm down okay look here's the thing and i, I know we say here's the thing a lot too but i, I like like it like indigo said i don't get the hate i get I, I get criticism i get the obvious this game has issues are they going to be fixed if not i'm out peace good if you don't want to be here for valid reasons i totally get that but if you're gonna bullshit on somebody else's parade just because you don't want to pay 60 bucks and 15 bucks a month, you basically want this game to go free to play so you don't have to spend money. A lot of the mentality is in there, and I, I'm assuming that. If I'm an asshole and I don't want to pay money, I want to say, oh, this game is dead because why? It goes free to play. Now I can play whenever I want, never charge a goddamn time. Yep. The 15 bucks a month that I spend or the credit that I buy per month ensures that I'm getting support, ensures that I'm getting consistent quality content, and ensures that I'm having fun. Right. When, when games go free to play, they can go free to play like League of Legends and be pretty fair to everybody, or they can go free to play like Star Wars. And NCSoft has a history of saying, we're not getting money, let's pull the plug and do something else. And Wildstar could end up on the very bullshit end of the free to play spectrum if that happens. Right. And if there's any point in this cycle that that anger would be justified it's this part the it, he called it the disillusionment in their terms it's the trough of disillusionment and the reason it's called the trough of disillusionment is because this is the lowest point in the graph where uh the visibility of the game is at its lowest and and that's kind of the the part that worries the people that are still passionate about it is that if the game doesn't have enough visibility that trough of visibility might turn into no visibility because the game will just go away it won't follow the rest of the cycle which is the good news, because the next phase after the the trough of disillusionment is the slope of enlightenment. It's <laughs> kind of uh, self-explanatory. It's kind of a slow rise. Either the people that had too high of expectations leaving, or their expectations becoming more realistic, or a combination of those two things. And it just creates a healthier community and a more passionate player base in our uh, in our case. And, and just makes everything healthier and work more smoothly. And that's kind of what we have, hopefully, to look forward to. And then after that, the plateau of productivity, which is, you know, the game becomes at, reaches the mainstream level that it's going for. And, you know, things are clearly defined, like their, their, their process is clearly defined, and there are no more unrealistic expectations because everything's, you know, clearly laid out and they've, you know, worked over time to, to make that uh, the case. And then that's the end. We reach this plateau and it levels off, maybe, you know, dips or rises a little bit. But after the initial peak and the initial trough, we should reach a period of calmness. <laughs> now, it seems like a bunch of like Ivy League chit chat and blah, blah, blah. But it's a really good example to look at that kind of went through this whole cycle, and that's ESO, Elder Scrolls Online. Man, people were stoked on this game. I, I personally couldn't get into it in the beta, but I love the fact people were into it so much. Sure. Game came out, everyone loved it. Then the bugs started coming in, and the cracks started showing. Because obviously the game wasn't 
wasn't ready for that kind of stress. And people were just going nuts with the bots. They're going nuts with hackers. They're going nuts with that. And people were leaving in drones. It's the end of end times. Blah, 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 blah. If you look at the state of the game now, the game is very healthy. The, the game weathered the storm. Uh, and it, it actually has started to pick up some steam again. And people are playing it still. And they've got communities that are, are loving it. All the naysayers that are saying this is the end of, of Elder Scrolls. The game is ruined. It's going to go free to play. It's the same pettiness happening to Walsar right now. Yeah, we're going to get over it. The community is. We're going to get new players in that want to play more and, and veterans that want to stay around or veterans that will come back and blah, 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 blah. I, I just don't get the mentality of I don't want to spend the money so I want it to be free so I can then enjoy it and bullshit more about it. That's what it really feels like. It feels like a bunch of children who 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 don't want people who want to play with their toy but they don't want to have to reach high on the table to get it. They'd rather break the table and play with the toy. And now you have nowhere else to put anything else. Well, that was it, a strangely good analogy. It, it's it's like the people that use AdBlocker Plus. It, I, I have no problem against the people that use AdBlocker Plus. But, I use AdBlocker. Okay, so you're an AdBlocker Plus person. Okay, the people that use AdBlocker Plus or AdBlocker don't want to see advertisements, but they want the content that advertisement is paying for. So the thing is, is that they they want the content, they want their their piece of pie, but they don't want to pay for it. They don't want to have to go through the hassle that requires that that allows that that company to make or create that content. And right. so uh, again, every not everyone can afford fifteen bucks a month. Not everyone, you know, can play enough to get cred in game. There's there's a lot of issues and a lot of things that that make people not willing to go forward on it the the thing is is that with wildstar they have created a very interesting and i would say unique way of doing things which is these monthly drops and usually uh like with games in the past like world of warcraft we've got lords of draenor is that what the next wow patch is okay so usually at each year interval uh, they reach their lowest numbers, and then right before the new patch comes out or the new the new content comes out, they get a huge rush of new uh, not necessarily new players, but old players or new players or additional players in that they've had in the past couple months. I think that's a really interesting uh, concept. The fact that to prevent this rush of huge amount of players and then a month in no players, and then in in 11 months you get another rush of new players that wildstar has decided to do monthly installments and hopefully you know that's one reason why you know people will continue to pay and continue to go through the game and and keep playing month by month by month because they're getting new content they're getting new stuff to play every single month they're not playing the same game every month and and there's going to be haters. There's going to be a lot of people that dislike the game. And even even once the hype cycle and once we're out of the trough, there's still going to be people that are going to talk negative. Oh, yeah. It's the internet. There's going to be negativity <laughs> regardless yeah. of what there's anyone an does to anything. There's yeah. an interesting discussion about the, the drops and what that means to the future of content in general for Wildstar and what the conceptions are between that and what's always been in place. That's a discussion for another time. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I know it's, I know, I, I do say that I don't like to hear pitching if there's no constructive criticism to go on it. So, uh, I, because I'm angry at the moment, I have it a little hard to, to find. I'm trying to find the words, but <laughs> it is up to us as podcasters, it's up to us as a community to, yeah, we just got off, got it off on our chest. Everyone needs to once in a while, but I try not to feed the trolls on on the forums. I try not to feed the trolls in the game. I try to keep a positive outlook for new players. 
personally. And it's up to us to, as a community and as a game, to keep our expectations in line, to keep our criticism appropriate, and to not go overboard like I just did. Because if you're just going to go off the handle like they do and like I did, there's no there's no benefit from it. And mm-hmm. and if that doesn't, there's no benefit from it, the game has nowhere to go from it. And eventually we're going to end up free-to-play where if you want to get into dungeons, you're going to have to buy the basic subscription, which is 10 bucks a month. Well, that I means that's after you have your internet subscription services, if Verizon, blah, blah, blah. That's another subject of time. Not related to us, but <laughs> you, you see what I mean. Gatekeeping content from free-to-play is is going to kill this game. If it happens. It, it straight up will. If it happens. If it happens. Right. We don't want that happening. Yes. So as, as a community, we have to keep a stiff upper lip, as the British say, uh, <laughs> used to say, and, and, and really try to keep our keep our heads above water and be happy and, and, and call them out when they're making mistakes and rejoice when the new stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Right. So soapbox over. Whew. Okay. Whew. I think we all need to calm down. Whew. Just take a minute. We just need to stop. All right. Goose frappa. Goose frappa. <laughs> all right. I'm good. I did my yoga poses. We're good. <laughs> what the What's that? Okay. I've never uh, heard that. Goose <laughs> frappa? That sounds like a like a Starbucks drink. Uh, have have you hey, can I get to invent a goose frappa, please? It, it's it's from anger management. Hold, 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 it's hold it's away. fine. Hold it. Oh gotcha. Alright, right, so, so something happy. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing with this. This is probably gonna change in the future. But I got a lot of requests in game asking how this feature works. Because not a lot of people actually played with it until they got to max level. To which I finally said, let's get this out of the way, and we'll give an update when it is changed. The one is back. <laughs> Yay! And this week, we're going to talk about rune crafting, which a lot of people didn't even realize existed until they got to 50. You got a <laughs> random quest, you did it for the experience, and then you moved on and wondered why there's holes in your gear from 15 to 50. <laughs> so once you get to 15, you get a quest go to your capital city what it's going to tell you to do is how to craft your first rune and what what it takes to make it uh, once you get there you're going to find an engraving station they're nearby all the crafting area where you get the quest and they'll direct you to it and then from there you're going to be able to click on it and it'll give you this menu we've already talked about how the menu in the system is already a little wonky needs work we're not going to talk about that right now we're going to talk about how rune crafting works and other little tips and tricks so First, you're going to see a bunch of different sets. Attributes, which are the beginning rune set, and they'll depend on the element. Each element gets one. They also get a class set, which is mid-level runes, and elder, which are the high-level runes. You'll then get general rune sets, which will get bonuses, mostly not specific to classes, but general bonuses like shield, focus recovery, etc., etc. And then you get PvP attributes and runes, which are the same as attributes and everything else. So you get a, a beginning, middle, and high-end rune set, you get a general rune set, and then a beginning PvP and a mid-range PvP. Yep. That's what it breaks down to. It looks like a lot of information, but it really is pretty simple once you get into it. <laughs> yeah, and what a rune set is, is uh, so basically if you have a specific number of runes from the set, you get a special bonus. Kind of like the way attunements work, but not really. So the way attunements work, uh, I'm sorry, not attunements, imbuements. The way imbuements work is... Uh, if you have a piece of gear and you do a specific quest associated with that piece of gear, you get a bonus to that gear, which could be like extra stats or it could be like a, a special ability. Uh, it's kind of the same with runes. So, for example, 
there's a rune set that uh, is associated with insight and focus recovery. And so it's, I forget what the, I think it's just called the like recovery set or something like that. I don't remember, for, forgive me. Uh, but so if you, if you use the base runes of that set, you get a bonus to insight and a bonus to focus recovery, depending on which one you use. But if you have four runes from that set, uh, you get uh, a bonus to your total focus, which is super useful, and then like an extra bonus to focus recovery on a proc. So if you crit with a heal, you have a certain chance to regain X amount of focus. So the sets can be really useful for those abilities that they provide. And that's is why you're kind of... When you when you plan out your runes for your gear, you want to gun for the sets that are that uh, that give you abilities that are useful for your build. Yeah, when you're when you're learning runecrafting like this, it's it's just kind of cool to know what these things do because now you're not confused as much. But as you start to level up, as you start to get more experience in the gear, once you get to fifty, it helps to plan ahead. And there are add-ons for that as well. I think we're going to cover one tonight about it. We are. But I also think of it like Diablo. Diablo had those sets where if you got one piece of the set, you would get the base of it. If you got two pieces, now it's slightly stronger. Three, four, et cetera, et cetera. The rune sets work the same way. Like you said, with the, with the, with the recovery is one for DPS called Assassin. If you have four Assassin rune sets in your gear, you get a bonus. If you have eight, you get an additional bonus on top of that, and et cetera, right. et cetera. And that's, that's, I think, how all the sets work. They're tiered, yeah. so if you have uh, X number, then you get uh, a, a weak bonus, and then you, if you have more than uh, a specific number above that, you get a stronger bonus. And most of them have three tiers of, uh, or is it four tiers? Four. Three or four Three or four tiers, don't remember, of whatever bonus they apply. And it just increases the magnitude. So instead of getting 63 additional focus, you get 94 additional focus. Like, it goes up like that. Yeah, they're, they're, they're random numbers, but you get the point. You get stronger sure. as you put more into it. Right. So once you finish the quest, it'll then tell you how to equip runes. And when you go back to the engraving station, you'll see a second tab on the right. You click that, and it'll show you every piece of gear that you own that has slots. Right. Now, if there's one slot in them, they're open to go. They're open ready to go. You put in your, your rune, and you're good to go. If you have additional runes, they'll be locked. Honestly, you're going to have to pay to open them up. And it's pretty expensive. They're pretty expensive, so it, it takes it, it really benefits you to take your time to to kind of research and plan ahead of what you really want and what you can afford right at that moment. Yeah, if you get a piece of gear that doesn't have the rune set you want, I, I would say don't spend money unlocking those rune slots because it, yeah. it's it, you're going to have to do it again basically when you get the piece of gear with the rune set that you actually want. I mean, if it's and, if it's off by one rune, then I mean, if, and you want to like get yourself a little buff, then go ahead, but just be careful. Don't don't spend yeah, anywhere you don't it, need it to. gets even it gets a little more difficult than that because if you put a rune in and you change your mind, you have to pay gold to pull the rune out, and it'll yep. also destroy the rune. Yep. So you have to pay for the rune, and you have to pay to destroy it. Yeah. Now, uh, once that happens, your quest is done. To, it teaches you how to put in runes and how to make runes, and you're good to go. Then you say, "I'm gonna forget about runes for the next 35 levels." <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> but it does. The hard part is, is that right now there's not much incentive because it's really expensive to put them in. Yep. It's really expensive to take them out. Yep. And to unlock them. Yeah. You're gonna get in the future. I think the price for the runes doesn't, at least for unlocking them and stuff, doesn't scale with your level, and it all feels like it's priced for a level 50 to be able to kind of afford it. So at level 15, you're SOL. Like if you have locked rune slots, then you're you, you don't really get them, at least yeah. without blowing your entire savings. And we don't want to do that. We want to help you save money and how to use it effectively. Sure. But we're also trying to teach you how the basics of runing. 
Now, the slots are coded with the appropriate icons and have a drop-down list, so you don't have to accidentally put a fire rune or an omni slot. It'll tell you, hey, this is an omni slot. These are all the omni runes you have. Right. Put an omni rune in there, you're good to go. Right. Uh, you're going to get rune fragments. They look like rocks, like little rocks with etchies on them. You're going to get them from questing, rewards, salvaging the auction house and commodity exchange. They're just going to happen while you're naturally questing. Those are the big components that go from good money on the auction house and commodity exchange. You won't see those as often as the sign. I think it's the just sign... the commodities exchange, by the way, not the auction house. Yeah, sorry, commodities exchange. The signs are going to drop more often. They're going to have the actual types, a fire sign, a life sign, a water sign, and they'll have different degrees of rarity. So you're going to see a lot more signs than, than, than fragments. So when you see them in your grouping or your... Uh, you're going through a dungeon. Double check real fast to say, oh, it's a fragment. Do I need the fragment? Okay, cool. I, most people are cool with needing on fragments because they're important. Or I'm going to say, that, and this is totally an aside, but I'm going to put this out there. If you plan on using the thing that has dropped, don't be shy to need it. That's that's legitimate. That That's, yeah. that's my idea of the tact behind need versus greed. If you're going to yeah. use it, you need. If you're going to sell it, you greed. If you don't know if you're going to use it, or sell it, then you greed. Like that, yeah. That's how it works in my head. And also, when you're going to be in a group like that, and your express interest is getting rune fragments and signs, let them know ahead of time. Yeah, some that, people that's are also helpful. Not, yeah, some people are not cool with just, oh, random need? What the fuck, buddy? No, no, yeah. no, I should get this. So yeah. be, be polite. Say, hey, guys, if this fragment drops, can I, I'm going to need on it, just letting you know. Or is it cool if I need on it? Most players are definitely saying, oh, okay, now we know what's going to happen. Yeah, go for it, dude. Yeah, so this, the, I'll be on as well or whatever. The same people that will be surprised when you need without warning them will be totally fine if you give them a heads up. Yeah. And if not, then that's their own problem, and now you've at least warned them. Yep. <laughs> so, hey, head, here's a heads up for runes. You cannot stack runes of the same type. They don't have stacking benefits. Only the uh, person applies. On the same piece of gear, right? On the same piece well. Yes. Yeah, on the same piece of gear. Yes. yes, on the same piece of gear. Say, for example, you have two fire slots on your boots. And you're like, okay, cool, I'm going to put two fire runes of moxie. That means I'm going to get double the moxie. The game doesn't work like that. It'll say, hey, I see a fire rune of moxie. I'm going to give you that moxie benefit. You have another one? Um, I'm going to only, only going to work on the first one. Sorry. So now you've just wasted gold trying to make that fire rune of moxie, and now you can't even put it in. You won't get the benefit from it. Well, it will let you put it in the gear, won't it? Yeah, it will let you put it in, but you won't get the benefit. Yep. Now, if you put a Fire Rune of Moxie and a Fire Rune of Brutality, different story. The game then says, oh, okay, cool, we have Fire Runes, one Moxie, one Brutality, we're good to go, I'll give you both the benefits. So, just keep that in mind, stacking runes do not work. Currently, they might change it, I don't believe they will, but sure. that way you're not wasting money. Yep. Also, going back briefly to the grouping thing, the more people in your group, and grouping in general, are also going to net you more signs and more fragment drops, and higher quality sign drops as well. So it really pays in this game to be social and to uh, group with people and have fun with them, because you're going to be playing with them in endgame if you want, and you'll get benefits out of it, you know, more gear dropping, better quality signs, or better quality of better quality uh, runes, and all that fun stuff. And, uh, and hey, no two pieces of gear are the same. Every time a gear drops slots, or drop Every time a gear drops, my God, uh, it's a <laughs> roll for slots. Yeah. So, so you're going to get with two fire slots and then a boot with, like, the same boots with one fire slot and one omni slot. It's really yeah. weird. So if you get a drop that isn't what you're looking for, don't be disheartened. It'll 
it might happen next time. Or it may never happen. RNG is kind of an asshole. RNG is amazing and an asshole. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so there's a really in-depth guide on Hidden Arena. It'll actually break down what all the sets do, what all the things do, what numbers and all that fun stuff if you're looking for it. But that's the 101 on runecrafting. I, oh, hope- I, have, I have one thing for the 101, one thing to add. Okay, yeah, go for it. Uh, there is a wonderful, and uh, this might be a segue or it might be part of the, the actual uh, 101. I'm not sure. There's a wonderful add-on that uh, helps you with your runecrafting. Uh, it's called Rune Master. Now, a lot of people tend to do their rune planning in Excel spreadsheets, but that gets really like tedious and, and difficult. Rune Master allows you to do all this planning in game with a pre-laid out like grid for all of your runes. Now, l- let me explain it a little more in depth. Uh, so when you open the add-on, you get a window that shows uh, your equipped gear and all the slots for that gear uh, on one axis. And then on the other axis, it has all of the tiers that are applicable to the pieces of gear that you have equipped. And uh, as the slots and the, and the uh, sets meet, you get a dot if that slot is applicable to that set or if it's not. And using these dots, you can kind of click and highlight each dot and figure out how many runes you're going to put into which set and figure out exactly how many you can use and and just kind of like mix and match the runes and, and see what would be most effective for you. And it's awesome. Doing, doing this in an Excel spreadsheet is not only like extremely time consuming, but you have to redo it when you switch gear out. With this, it updates automatically as you get new gear and it gives you all the sets and it tells you what they do as you're looking through it. It's wonderful i highly recommend it for people that are uh planning out their rune sets for the first time or even people that have been doing it for a long time i think it's going to help uh the amount of time it takes for you to get this done immensely it's a wonderful add-on uh it's called rune master again uh and i'm going to put it in the show notes because it is beautiful i highly recommend you give it a try now we we went through a lot a little more in-depth stuff and everything that 101 is take it as you will it's a little introductory to it uh for average players it'll help give you some background on it for the more in-depth players, I hope it gives you something you might have noticed before. So there you go, 101 for this week on runecrafting. And for Boom. add-ons, you're right, Rune Master is pretty sweet. I saw previews of it, and it looks pretty cool. I just can't test it out in the game. <laughs> womp, womp. Which Ultimate means I have, womp, womp. Which also means I have no add-ons to recommend this week, because I can't look in-game to also check it out while talking about it. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> I want to give you a hug so badly, you seem so sad. I want to. This goddamn computer is like twelve hundred bucks when I bought it. It's now sitting on my desk like a giant ass paperweight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. So Indigo, do you have any add-ons you want to recommend? <laughs> um, yeah. Oof. Actually, uh, there was one that I actually downloaded the other night called XP Tracker. It's a little bit of a lower, uh, not as highly downloaded as the others. Uh, but it's really simple, really easy. Uh, it randomly, I, I think it's randomly. I think you can change the intervals. But if it, it kind of notices when you stop playing, and it will actually give you a notification of amount of XP that you've gained since you started playing till then, and it will give you an estimated time it will take you to level to your next point, or if you're at level 50, tell you how much time it will approximately take you to get to your next Elder Gem. Hmm. Yeah, super simple, really easy. It's all text-based, and it's uh, in your chat log. It's red, and it just it's it's really easy, really simple. That's awesome. And what did you say it was called? XP Tracker. Gotcha. 
Good so, times. Same thing with everything. We'll always put show notes at the end or when we put them in there. But um, <clears throat> I think we might be towards the end of this week's podcast. Yeah. yeah. Good times. So you know what that means, right? Yeah, mostly. What, is, what does that mean? <laughs> it's time to pimp our shit. <laughs> and we mean that in the most figurative way possible oh no 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 that nope. don't go there nope twitch stream is getting pimped out it's gonna we're gonna spread <laughs> open for everyone to join us yeah. yeah yeah so we have a twitch stream it is strange tales yep. right it's super yep. simple yep. uh yep. uh and we also i will uh i'm where else can we be found? We we have a Facebook, right? We have a Strange Tales Facebook page. We yep. also have a Strange Tw- Tales Twitter, which Krug yep. is in charge of running. Yep. Adrian... Please follow us on Twitter. I love I, I get Twitter notifications to my phone, and uh, I, I look at them at work, and they make me really happy when I'm stressed at work, and I see, like, somebody retweeted something or somebody tweeted at Strange Tales. So please uh, follow us on Twitter and interact with us and save me from uh, being stressed at work sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and also if you want to email us too, you can always email us at strangetalesmailbag at gmail.com. Yep, and, and we absolutely respond. All three of us have that email access. So if you are if you want to talk to one of us specifically but don't want to make it public like on Twitter or Facebook or whatever and you want to send a message, you know, just say Indigo or Krug or Doc or whatever, and uh, send us an email. And if you want to correct us, if you want to tell us how shitty we are, uh, if you want to tell a uh, laugh at Doc for having such a shitty, expensive computer, all of those if things you are accepted. Tell Doc, I can give you a computer for free. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, and also, if you want to. <laughs> talk to us about being a community guest yes we take uh community guests that are anything i know our last two community guests have contributed something to the community specifically but that was just happenstance we want to talk to anyone people that just play the game people that don't play the game but want to talk about it and maybe have done a little bit of research totally cool just send us a message and we'll have a chat it's really really fun uh, the past two people that have done it docs and blaz uh, both said they really enjoyed it, and I mean, you can go talk to them on their respective social media channels if you want to uh, get an idea of what it's like. Uh, yeah, we'd love to have you, so hit us up Which, on anything. We would love to hear from anybody, and like, like we just said, you know, it, it'd be awesome. Anyone from any background, I, I'd be down to just chat. I mean, it's our game. Yep. It's your game, our game, Carbine's game, and we all make it awesome together. And yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, Doc, you, where can you be reached at if someone wants to shoot you something? Hey, my phone still works in that regard. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Reddit. My Reddit name is Holomosh. I typically put up the alerts for our podcasts. I don't know if we're going to be able to do it tomorrow, but we're going to damn well try. <laughs> uh, if not, you can always find me at, uh, at on Twitter at, at Holomosh. Uh, apparently, last week I had a piece of fan art on Wildstar Weekly, and uh, my, my name was misspelled. misspelled. Yep. And they even they even uh, uh, gave the show notes to a listener and they posted a picture of the show notes and it's spelled hollow mash. <laughs> like mashed potatoes. And I think that's your new nickname now. Hollow mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah. So you can reach him there. Uh, and as for me, I've also created a Reddit. Uh, I'm Indigo Jones underscore STR, and uh, that's also my Twitter handle uh, uh, at Indigo Jones underscore STR. Uh, and I, th- I think that's it. Is is that it, everyone? Yeah. Yeah. 
Cool. We will get alerts on our stream this weekend when it gets closer, so keep an eye on all of our Twitters for that or just Strange Tales. For this week, I'm Doc. I'm Indigo. I am Krug. Oh, you didn't. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm ending it here. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Good Bye. night. <laughs> <laughs>